As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Final hour on this Tuesday, we'll check in with Chris Mannix. Covers the NBA for Sports Illustrated. Get his thoughts on the big deal that happened overnight. Late night, East Coast time, around 2.30, I think Woj reported that the Clippers and the 76ers have agreed to a deal where James Harden is the focal point of the trade. He is going to the Clippers, and in return, Philadelphia gets some expiring contracts and some draft picks. I want to ask him, as we move forward, how dangerous are the Clippers? They have the fifth best odds now to win a title. And the 76ers, where are they going? Because Joel Embiid has trusted the process. What is the process now? Calendar is available for a pre-order, and you'll be able to uh, pre-order that and then get it probably uh, around Thanksgiving. The uh, Dan Patrick Show 2024 calendar right now available at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Saturday, the Premier League on NBC, streaming on Peacock. It's a battle to stay in the top four. Newcastle against the Gunners. It's Arsenal, Newcastle, Saturday at 1.30 Eastern on NBC. Also, we say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Thank you. And uh, our radio affiliates around the country. You had... uh, A showcase for the Lions last night. I thought they looked good. They didn't look great. They allowed the Raiders to stay in the game. And if Jimmy Garoppolo had connected on one of those two bad passes to Devontae Adams, we would have had a real game there. But the Lions improved to 6-2. and Tonight you have the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Last night the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 3-1 to go up 2-1 in the series. 
and of course the big news, the basketball trade. Now I'm looking at the odds right now in the NBA. This is updated from last night with DraftKings. The Celtics are the favorites, then the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Suns, and the Clippers. Those are the uh, top teams, odds-wise, to win the NBA championship. A couple of phone calls in here, and then we'll uh, get to Chris Mannix, who will stop by. Mike in Louisiana. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, Mike. Great. Hey, 6-1-2-20. Hope you can settle a debate for me. Okay. Uh, whose college career would you prefer to have? Reggie Bush or Tim Tebow? Um, well, what comes along with Reggie Bush? I mean, Everything he... in the entire college career. Oh, okay. So he wins a Heisman, loses a Heisman, uh, loses a national championship. I'd rather have Tim Tebow's career. From the, from the perspective of, you know, it was clean. He did it right, it was clean. Reggie, to me, a more dynamic player. Uh, I guess one of those, when you watch Reggie play, you knew you were watching somebody who was great. It wasn't like, well, I don't know. Now, he wasn't a great NFL player. And I think when I, I and I'm trying to recall this, but I remember a source saying he's not going to be able to run through, you know, defenses the way he did at USC. He didn't have a strong lower body, but you know, he might've been Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey, if you look at how he's built, but Christian is a little bit stronger. He runs between the tackles. But I, Reggie had a good career in the NFL. He didn't have a great career. And I would have thought he would have been electric in kick returning, uh, catching passes, also you know running the football. Yeah, Paul. Like if Reggie Bush were a second or third round draft pick, you'd say he had a really good career. You'd be like, what a great career. He had 5,500 rushing yards. He also had 477 receptions, and he returned some kicks. So he did, was pretty good at that. Yeah. Like overall, he never had that. 1,700-yard season or anything like that. But he lived up to the hype more than Tim Tebow did when Tebow got to the NFL. But, I, you know, if you're looking at a college career, Tebow's got one of the great careers of all time. I mean, they both do. They were both wonderful. But I would probably take Tebow's because it was cleaner and you didn't bring down, you know, an entire, you know, football team. Let's bring in Chris Mannix, who joins us now. Chris, thanks for joining us. Um, let me start with Philadelphia here. I'm trying to understand Joel Embiid. That's the first person I thought about when this happened. They get expiring contracts and draft picks. Harden didn't want to be there. Does Joel Embiid want to be there? Does he understand what's, I mean, you've got to look around and go, what, what is going on here? I think Joel Embiid is probably relieved to some degree that this is over before it could get any uglier in Philadelphia. Now, whether or not Joel Embiid becomes happy almost entirely depends on what Philadelphia does next. You know, they acquired two very appealing first round picks in this deal. The Clippers pick in 2026 and 2028. When those picks go on the trade block, a lot of teams are going to want them because nobody has any idea what the Clippers are going to look like in 26 and 20. Nobody has any idea what the Clippers are going to look like next season. So, those will be valuable in a trade. And, you know, two names I've heard from people around the league already that Philadelphia will likely look into, Zach Levine in Chicago, the Bulls, we already kind of know they're going nowhere, and the Raptors have been 
know, kind of on the precipice of rebuilding for over a year now. So if the Sixers can go out and get one of those two players or somebody else along those lines, I think Joel Embiid would be ecstatic. I mean, he's already got a really good running mate in Tyrese Maxey, who looks like he's ready to take that all-star step this season. If they get one more player, and Levine and Ananobi both do different things. Levine solves the problem of an extra score and a ball handler. Ananobi is someone they can throw at at uh, Milwaukee in Boston in the postseason in terms of wing defenders. I think that will make Joel Embiid happy. But right now, I think for Joel Embiid, it's probably wait and see what Philadelphia does next. Why do the Clippers want James Harden? You know, the Clippers have always wanted James Harden and or another point guard. They, they've not been, you know, thrilled with or comfortable, I guess the better word, with what they have at the point guard position. They really, really wanted Drew Holiday. When Drew Holiday became available when he was traded to Portland, the Clippers really wanted him. They had some interest in Malcolm Brogdon, but James Harden was the next guy on that list because it gives them a little bit of everything. You know, he can score, he can play make. He's proven he can succeed on uh, quality teams with quality stars around him. And, and this really is, Dan, a tripling down on the present. Like, this Clippers team is all in for this year. They've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who are, are currently effectively on expiring contracts. Both these guys have player options next year. Now you get James Harden, who's also on an expiring contract, and you're just kind of pushing all your chips in the middle and hoping you're starting five, which on paper looks like one of the best starting fives in all of basketball, you know, can stay healthy and give you a chance in the Western Conference. But I'm trying to understand Harden, and that's a dangerous game to play, that <laughs> he wants to be James Harden in the playoffs where you get to put up 40 points, that he doesn't want to be the guy who gets 11 assists and 21 points. He wants to be more of the James Harden, I get to have fun. How are you going to do that with the Clippers? Well, I think he can, because one thing, in fairness to James Harden, when he got to Philadelphia, he changed his game. He became much more facilitator than he was, certainly in Houston and also in Brooklyn. I mean, he led the league in assists last season. I mean, he was a playmaker for them. His disappearance in the playoffs, particularly the last two games of that Boston series, was certainly alarming. And that was probably the reason, you know, Philadelphia wasn't willing to go as high on a contract that James Harden would have liked in the offseason. But I think James Harden, if he's happy, which right now, currently at, you know, 11 o'clock Eastern on a Tuesday, he is. If he's happy, I think he's going to be a net plus, you know, for the Clippers. Uh, I, I think he's going to find ways to, to, uh, to facilitate with that Clippers team. And when it comes down to it, James Harden can always go out and get his shots. And one thing to remember too, Dan, is, you know, load management is, you know, being discouraged, but the Clippers are still going to load manage. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is not going to play 70 games. Neither will Paul George. So James Harden is going to get opportunities during the regular season uh, to be the James Harden of old if he wants to. Yeah. I, he was great during the regular season with the Sixers, with his role and, and then Doc Rivers came on and said, look, it changed at the All-Star game. When James wasn't named to the All-Star team, that's when he think that thinks he wanted to go back and be the James Harden, I'm going to score, I want, it, I want my shots there. He's going to want to be the same player when he goes to the Clippers. Well, you know, Dan, 
The only thing I would add, though, is if James Harden screws this up, I don't know where he plays next season. I don't know what the market is for James Harden next season. I mean, the, the backdrop of all this drama in Philadelphia is that James Harden wanted a multi-year contract. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation if the Sixers offered, like, three years and $100 million. The Sixers didn't want to do that, understandably. Um, but James Harden wants that next deal. So if only for the short term, I do think you're going to get the very best of James Harden, best behavior James Harden. I, I think the Clippers for one year are going to benefit from James Harden if only if only out of self-preservation, you know, wanting to be the best version of himself. Okay, do they does he have a better chance of winning a title with the Clippers than he did with the 76ers? Um hard to say. That's a no. Uh, look, I, I think the Clippers with what they have, again, on paper, which is not dangerous. always it's dangerous <laughs> to do. The Clippers, with what they have, have a decent shot to get out of the Western Conference. I mean, that starting five is really good. Zubac is a, is a solid center. Terrence Mann, who the Clippers wouldn't give up, uh, is, you know, when he gets back on the court, is a versatile guy. Uh, and, and George and Kawhi, you know, when they've played together, the numbers are outstanding. So if they can keep them on the floor, hmm. they've got a chance to get out of the Western Conference. The problem is, you know, you've got two Goliaths right now in the Eastern Conference. Not to say there aren't great teams in the West, but at the moment, two of the Goliaths out there are Boston and Milwaukee. And I don't know if Philadelphia with James Harden could have gotten through either one of those two teams. Could the Clippers with James Harden get through the West? I, I can see a, I can see more of a pathway for that than I can see the Sixers getting through the Celtics or Bucks. Okay, give me the priority list of best teams in California who's the best team want. who's the best oh. team in, in California uh Golden State's still the best team I mean what they did to the Pelicans last night was remarkable I mean that was without Clay Thompson and they just stomped on New Orleans at home that was a game the Pelicans really wanted to win to show how far they've come and let me tell you Dan uh I'm not a huge gambler but I think Chris Paul is like 1300 to one to win sixth man I'd throw a couple bucks on that. I would. Chris Paul as a sixth man is excellent. I was looking this up this morning, Dan. One of the biggest problems with Golden State the last couple of years has been the on-off minutes with Steph Curry, right? Like when Curry's off the floor, they've been terrible. When he's on, he's been great. Right now, and it's a small sample size, I grant you, but right now, the on-off minutes dramatically favor the off for Steph Curry. And I think a big part of that is because Chris Paul has been leading that second unit yeah. for the last couple of games. You watch that Pelicans game, you know, the first stint Chris Paul had with Steph on the bench, when Steph came back, they were plus six. Like, th this is a huge difference maker for Golden State. So if, again, <laughs> if you want to make a couple of bucks, whatever you use, whatever your gambling site is, Chris Paul at 1,300 plus 1,300 feels like a good bet. Okay, so Golden State, best team in the state of California. The second best team is... This is going to end with me like dissing Sacramento, which I don't want to do. But I, I would, I, I'm right there neck and neck with the Clippers and the Lakers as number two. You know, again, injuries are going to decide their fate this year. But I, I think both those teams are, are on an even level. And Sacramento, to me, still a cut below just because I can't trust them defensively, especially in the playoffs. You've got to be, you know, a, a upper half of the NBA defensive team 
to really succeed in the playoffs. And I don't know with this group of guys, which are, they're really good. I mean, Darren Fox is awesome. I've been a fan of Keegan Murray, you know, since he was drafted, but they, they don't have a lot of plus defenders there. And when you don't have a lot of plus defenders, you're going to have trouble winning in the playoffs. Great to talk to you as always, Chris. Safe travels. You got Thank it, you. Dan. That's uh, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior writer. He's got a crush on Chris Paul. Yeah. I I like when Chris Paul went there and I go, somebody's got to tell Chris he's going to be coming off the bench. And I likened it to when somebody brought that up with Carmelo about coming off the bench. And he goes, oh, you, are you, oh, you're talking to me? Like, yes, yeah, we're talking to you. You're going to be coming off the bench. Chris Paul coming off the bench makes a lot of sense because you got younger players and now you got a veteran there and it frees up Chris to be the player he's always been. But he also helps those younger players. So I thought it was great. Nick in Cincinnati. Hey, Nick, what's on your mind today? Hey, DP, it's uh, six feet two hundo. 26-time long time. So I got two things. First things first, a little beef with Fritzy, man. Give, you know, be easy on the older kids trying to get some candy. They could be out doing some stupid stuff, but instead they're being little kids and dressing up having some fun. So be easy on the kids, my man. Fair enough. Uh, and then, <laughs> then the second thing I got for you is a pie to the face bet. Okay. So about four years ago, after Kawhi won the title with Toronto, I called in and I said, Toronto is going to retire his Jersey. So I have a pie to the face bet that Toronto will retire his Jersey. And he was only there one year. Uh, Nick, I don't think anybody's going to take you up on it. Because who else is Toronto going to retire? I mean, he did win a championship there, and it does make sense. So does anybody believe that the Raptors won't retire Kawhi Leonard's jersey? Yeah, I didn't think so. They will. Yes, Marv. Uh, Vince Carter, too. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the the players now. Like Fred Van Vliet, is he going to get his number retired? No. Is Drake going to get a jersey in the Raptors? Without question. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, more deserving of that. Yeah, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Kawhi, Drake. Oh. Fred Van Vliet. Yes. Leo Routens. Yes, Tom. Drake will probably put it up there himself without even asking permission of PR or anybody in the organization. He's just going to sneak in there overnight and throw it up there. Yes, Paul. I have it that the uh, – thanks, Todd. Uh, the Raptors have it not – It wasn't ret- even worth that. Yeah. The Raptors have never retired a jersey yet. They have none. None jerseys. All right. Their GM said that Kyle Lowry – he threw it out there that someday he would. Yeah. Okay. Man, fine with that. Vince Carter, you don't knock that one out already? T Mac? Those are those are pretty simple. What'd he ever do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Mark. No, Vince Carter, yes. He just he influenced the country to play basketball. Tracy McGrady? No. He he became the Damon guy. Damon Stoudemire? He became the guy in Orlando. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. <laughs> Vince Carter, without question. Okay, I'm okay. fine with it. I don't okay. care anymore. And everybody can get their jersey retired. Just let everybody, Marv. Come on, get come on, everybody get their jerseys get retired. Up. Pascal Siakam, you too. Yeah, on. put him up there. All right, let's take a break. We'll uh, talk with Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, and uh, last call for phone calls. We'll figure out if anybody is going to be moved here at the trade deadline. Back after this, Dan Patrick show. Family, friends, you gather for the holidays. You've been doing it for years, decades. Who's saving those memories? Now, you may have them stored in your head, but what about the photos? 
What about the videotapes? Digitizing those memories so you can relive the moments of holidays past over and over and over. Trusted by over one million families, Legacy Box. It's simple, affordable, safe. Do it now. My listeners, best sale of the year. Digitize tapes as low as $9 a tape. And they were digitizing photographs for seven cents. So Legacy Box digitizes over 15 different types of analog media, whether it's VHS tapes or 8-millimeter photo negatives. Ten years in business, helping over one million families relive those great days. Relive the most important memories. Take advantage of Legacy Box biggest sale of the year. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Get early access. Black Friday sale. Start digitizing your memories for as low as $9 a tape. 60% off. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or... Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Game 4 of the World Series... Back in Arizona tonight, Rangers up two games to one. By the way, the Rangers have won nine straight road playoff games. How about that? The Yankees did it twice, uh, 1937 to 1942 and 1996-1997. Longest postseason road winning streak in baseball history. NFL trade deadline for Eastern. Here to uh, help us understand what could happen, might happen, won't happen. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. What are you hearing now about anybody on the move that could change what's going to happen uh, later this postseason? 
Yeah, Dan, certainly there's some contending teams that are trying to get an extra piece, particularly on defense. You know, pass rusher is a position that's buzzing right now. Out of Washington, they're trying to sort out Montez Sweat, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. You know, Atlanta's been involved there. Uh, so can they get to the finish line on something before 4 p.m.? There's also some interest in Chase Young. So Washington has a lot of decisions to make coming up to the deadline. And then in Chicago, Jalen Johnson, really good cornerback, requested a trade mm. late last night. And uh, there's a lot of interest, but Chicago also wants a lot from what I'm told. Probably would take at least, you know, a good day two pick, maybe a second rounder or so, and, and even change uh, to get that done. But, you know, you got anyone from San Francisco to, to Philly to Pittsburgh that all have had some interest in corner. Patrick Sertan uh, with Denver, is he available? I would be shocked. I, the way it was told to me is, Really, anybody is available on paper, but the, the uh, asking price for a guy like Sertan would be so obscene. You know, we're talking probably multiple or even several first-round picks that it's just he's not really available, if that makes sense. It's sort of semantics. So uh, I would be really, really surprised if something got done today. Uh, he's not quite untouchable, but uh, not really available either. So there won't be a McCaffrey-esque trade today in your opinion i'm not sensing that i I do think one you know a big name pass rusher could get done like a daniel hunter minnesota potentially you know jacksonville uh has had some interest there uh but teams are it's interesting right now because you saw that leonard williams trade that got done yesterday between the giants and the seahawks uh you know the seahawks gave up a second and a fifth round pick for him which is a pretty good haul the giants had to pay his salary and so i think because of that teams are are they paused a little bit yesterday thinking, well, if I make a trade for a good player, you know, I don't want to get embarrassed here and, and not get enough in a trade when New York just got a lot for Leonard Williams. So those are some of the mechanics in play. Is Carolina a seller? Carolina is definitely a seller, yeah. I, I don't sense they want to move on from Brian Burns, their top pass rusher, even though there's there's been a lot of interest there. Teams tried last year. They're trying again this year. They'd love to get their hands on them. I, I don't think Carolina's going to do it. But you have other pieces like cornerback Dante Jackson, safety Jeremy Chin. they got a wide receiver, Terrace Marshall, that wants to be traded. You know, So one of those three names certainly could get dealt. And look, if there's a team that gets desperate enough, like the Vikings or the Browns needing a quarterback, do they go after Andy Dalton? You know, I think the Panthers would move him as well, but I don't sense a lot of traction there. You know the Panthers well. They sold on Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I still believe so. I, I haven't heard otherwise. It was really early on in the season. It was a combination of, you know, the, they, they felt like there was something amiss with the offensive line. They were beat up there. And defenses were sort of just daring Bryce to have to go win the game. He had a lot of responsibility on him early on. And see, he just made some bad reads and some mistakes combined with, you know, some injuries and lack of weapons offensively and free agents not working out. It was It was really just sort of an avalanche. Uh, that Bryce Young was a small part of, but not the, the whole reason why they were struggling on offense. So, um, you know, he's played better the last few weeks and showed some signs. And so, you know, look, C.J. Stroud's looking really good, of course, but I, I still feel like they're sold on what they got. And, you know, they believe that with his mental capacity to just play the position in a really smart way, they think over time he'll get better as opposed to getting worse. Trying to understand what Arizona is doing. If you have Kyler Murray, do you want Kyler yeah. Murray to play or do you uh, want him not to play and then you end up maybe getting Drake May or Caleb Williams? 
Yeah, that well, that's that's the million dollar question that depends on the perspective, and they've been they've been really hard to figure out there. You know, they kind of dangle Kyler Murray, or at least last week, they said we'll see if he plays, and he was a full participant in practice. But then they listed him as doubtful, and this week that he's, he's already pretty much been ruled out, maybe unofficially. Um, so it's like, how long is this going to go? Right? Are they just going to ride this out and? you know, lose games closely, but lose them conveniently knowing that you're going to the finish line and getting maybe Caleb Williams or a top guy. Um, that's a question that I know other teams are curious about and trying to figure out, and Arizona really hasn't had any clarity there. I, I think Kyler Murray will play at some point. Um, you know, he's put himself in a position to play. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to just sit him all year, um, but he's not going to have a lot around him to win games. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. I know you got a busy day. We appreciate your time. Hey, anytime, Dan. Appreciate it. That's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. All right, I've been uh, teasing this. Haven't gotten around to it, but uh, I wanted to. Dabo Sweeney, Clemson is at home, uh, I think, home against Notre Dame and three-point underdogs. Clemson is 4-4. Four and four. Dabo Sweeney is one of the highest-paid coaches in college football. I think a little over $11 million. He has his coaches show, and uh, he took a question from uh, Tyler from Spartansburg. So I'm curious, why are we paying you $11.5 million to go four and four? And it's not just this year. It's been, it's been, you know, just the refusal to accept. All right. All right. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler, I've I've listened to enough of you, Tyler. Listen, uh, you can, you can have all your opinions that you want. All right. I don't know how old you are. Don't really care. All right, but let me tell you something. Uh, we won 11 games last year, and you're part of the problem, to be honest with you, because that is part of the problem. It's people like you that do that. All you do is ex- the appreciation, the expectation is greater than the appreciation, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Okay, so the expectation level at Clemson is high and should be high. They've had 12 seasons in a row where they had 10 or more wins. That's a level of excellence. But they're 4-4 four and four this year. And Dabo Sweeney didn't stop there. He had some other things to say about Clemson's success. We've won 12 10-plus win year, seasons in a row. That's happened three times in 150 years. So if you want to know why, Clemson ain't sniff a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. And there's only two other teams that can say that. Georgia... And Alabama, okay? Is this a bad year? Is this a yeah? And it's my responsibility. Take one hundred percent responsibility for it. But all this bull crap you're thinking, all these narratives you read. Listen, man, you can have your opinion all you want, and you can apply for the job. And good luck to you. All right. But to answer your question, all right, we're second in draft picks. We've graduated ninety-eight percent of our guys. We're second in wins. All right. If you you'd want to know why? Again, I'm telling you, we're not perfect. There's a lot of teams that, you know, Frank Howard never had a bad year. Coach Ford never had a bad year. Nobody's Coach K has never had a bad year in basketball. People have a bad year. But the part of the problem is the appreciation. Dabo has a point here that they have been one of the elite programs. Therefore, when you go four and four, Nick Saban didn't have four and four seasons starting out, right? Um he, he's paid commensurate to what he's done. And the fan base expects you to continue that. Now, 
I thought that maybe he went a little overboard with this caller as a way of firing up the fan base, firing up his team because Notre Dame is coming to town. Like, we're going to get it together, Clemson, and then I'm going to tell you, we're going to be going to a bowl game this year, and, uh, you know, we're not going to be a 10-win team, but we're going to be a dangerous team to deal with next year. I'm always surprised that coaches act this way when they don't want their kids to act this way. So when the grown-ups don't act as grown-ups sometimes, we're like, wait a minute, you want us to have composure, meanwhile you're throwing a chair across the basketball floor. Uh but to go after, you know, a, a caller in Spartansburg where, you know, you're that upset about it, it felt like there was a bigger thing in play. And that is, it's like when the manager goes out and wants to get thrown out by the umpire to fire up his team. It kind of felt like that. And unless he's been, you know, I don't know how the local media is to him. I don't know. I, I doubt if they crush him. But this is a caller asking a question that I'm sure a lot of people in the fan base are asking as well. Yes, he I wonder if I was to put Davo's um, appreciation for his players versus his expectations of his players on a scale and wonder which side that balances towards. Mm. I'm going to guess he has some very high expectations for his players. Yeah. And if they don't play, they get cut or they get benched. He doesn't say, but hey, I appreciate you so much. I want you to get back out there and keep trying. <laughs> yes, Paul. It also puts a spotlight on that Nick Saban's never had one of these years. No. Never. Like four and four? I can't imagine the reaction in Alabama. I, I, it's, he's never even been that close to four and four. I bet I don't know if he's ever been four and two in his career. I can't imagine that he had. I mean, his worst season, and I'm including bowl game losses, he had a two-loss season. He's had you know, five two-loss seasons in 15 years. That's it. You know. Well, he hasn't really embraced transfer portal – NIL, uh, Dabo hasn't. And so I think that, you know, you're, you're concerned that the rest of football is passing you by because they're not afraid to turn over some of their players. Uh, you know, Dion did it famously at Colorado, but he needed to. Dabo should have great players every year. That should be. Because once you get to a certain level, it's almost like a, a feeder system. It feeds itself. That players want to go there. Uh, I remember when I was in Kentucky, when I was playing basketball in college, the, the University of Kentucky, they had to turn down players because players wanted to go to Kentucky. You know, they, they had a built-in feeder system. You didn't have to recruit. They were trying to recruit you to say, would you please take me? Take me. And, um, you know, Dabo should be there, Alabama there, Georgia's there. You know, certain programs where you shouldn't be four and four. You are. I was, I was surprised that he went that deep into that frustration and wanted this caller to know he's the problem, not Dabo. Yes, Todd? I think when you're counting people's dollars, and uh, that was the comment, and he's no journalist, it's just a caller, but that totally seemed to set him up to me. If he would have just said, why do you think we're slipping in recent years, as opposed to, why are we paying you $11.5 million? That <laughs> seemed to get in his crawl a little bit. Why is it when a player has a substandard year, we go, oh, are you going to get that money back? But when a coach does, we never go, oh, are you going to get that money back? Hey, I earned this money. <laughs> Based on my past performances, yeah. but you, player, your past performances does not actually equate to dollars. It shouldn't. You know what, Tyler? You could apply for the job, man. If, you, if they want to hire you over me, then go for it. Maybe you could be your next head yeah, coach. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Yes, Marvin. He was fired up. Yeah, I thought Clemson was on their way to becoming Alabama. I mean, they were there. I remember when Justin Ross went off in the national title game. Yeah. 
he's from Alabama. And I was like, oh, the tide has turned. Like, this is about to be. Oh, I see like, what you did with that. That's yeah. Fine. Like, yeah. he went to high school there, and Clemson got him. I was like, oh, he's about to get a feeder system just like, you know, Nick Saban at Alabama. And now I think Kirby Smart and those guys kind of took, you know, what Clemson had going, and they got those guys now. Yeah, see. As, as much as it, I hate to do this. Uh-oh. I hate it. He, Dabo does have some points, though. Sure. Like he, it is just like, yeah, like you guys haven't didn't sniff a national championship for 35 years, and we've got two in seven years. Maybe everybody can calm down a little bit. Um, is very fair. Very yeah, he fair. makes valid points here. Yeah. It's how he makes his valid points that I have a problem with. Like, this, this caller is not the problem. They're accustomed to being successful, not being four and four, and not questioning what's going on. It's because of Dabo Sweeney. Yes, Mark. They feel like the people that just came into money, and now it's like, how come we're not having steak? Well, you guys were just having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you guys want filet mignon all the time. Yeah. No lobster? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what, what is this? Four and four? Oh, how dare you? You know, the meat doesn't fall off the bone. Oh. Dabba. <laughs> Dabba, what do you have to say about oh, this? Oh. Uh. Anywho. Anywho. Okay, you know what's funny? <laughs> what, remember when, when Clemson was 13-0 and 0 and Dabo would run out of the tunnel about 100 miles an hour with his hat flying? It was kind of cool. You're like, look at that guy, all energy, leading the team. When they're 4-4, four and four, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why don't you just jog out casually? Don't hit the gas like Forrest Gump. He does that run out, you know? Do you yeah. th- Anybody have Notre Dame this weekend against Clemson? Paulie does. Yeah. Oh, everybody does. I'm going Clemson. Yeah, you guys are right. the problem. We are. You guys are the problem. You're probably right. About yeah. That. It, it just felt like, man, I want to. I want everybody to know I'm still fired up, and I want to coach here. You know, I'm not Nick Saban's successor in waiting. I'm, you know, we built something here. Look at what we've done. Uh, yes, Todd. Maybe Dabo can pump up his players like Pat Narduzzi did. I don't know. I thought we had talented <laughs> players last year. His guys were better. I guess I don't know what happened. Oh. Uh. How about we take a break? Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Covino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Last call for phone calls, what we learned, what's in store tomorrow. Game four of the World Series coming up tonight. College football tonight, Paul. Dan, it, it, Maction's back. Oh, yes. It's like a warm blanket. Of I love it. College football, goodness, let's go. Northern Illinois at Central Michigan. If there's a directional team, we're there. Yep. Buffalo at Toledo. Toledo's really good this year. Mm. Tomorrow night, you got Ball State, Bowling Green, Kent State, Akron. Thursday, there's a big slate. It's great. We're love back. it. We're back. Love it. Love it. Uh, let's see. Tyler in Michigan. Tyler, thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Uh, six foot, 248 pounds. Uh, all right. So maybe uh, my cousin Paulie can help a little on this one, too. What's going on in Chicago? Why do they refuse to pay any of their players? Are they tanking? And are we going to get Harbaugh? a quarterback, and Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft next year. All right. Well, thank you, Tyler. Paulie, do you have the strength to be able to answer all of that? Like the condition of the Bears? Yeah. How much time do we have? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I want to do it. I'd rather talk about my dad or something like that. Something more upbeat. So your dad dying on (laughs) this day? The Bears are – like when they're on national TV, I go to sit down and watch. I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) not going to work out. It's really depressing. Um, I've really enjoyed though the last like two weeks, uh, watching uh, God, what's that? Bajan, Bajan, yeah, that kid is that's fun, man. He makes some really good throws where you're like, all right, look at this kid. I don't know that I would go back. I'd keep steady with this kid. Secret Bajant man. It's, he's been fun to watch. But yeah. if you're excited of a Division two quarterback coming to save the team, it's like the bar is really low. Okay. Chris Collinsworth went all in on Bajant, just like Tony Romo was all in on Brock Purdy. And Chris Collinsworth said, well, maybe Justin Fields can watch Bajant and learn how to play, or he can help him learn how to play the position. I'm like, 
I don't think so. Um, you know, Bajant is a nice story, but this is Justin Fields, and you got to ride that as long as you can and see what you have. Maybe you already know what you have, but I, uh, I, I hope that we get to see more glimpses of what we saw last year with Justin Fields, where, he, I mean, he was a phenomenon. This year, I think he, he tried or they wanted him to be something a little bit different. It's like with Lamar Jackson. Let Lamar be Lamar. Michael Vick be Michael Vick. Randall Cunningham be Randall Cunningham. It's, it's difficult to be able to say to somebody that they're successful this way in college, and then you bring them into the pros and you go, hey, you're going to have to be a pocket quarterback. No. You know, Cam Newton, he, he couldn't change, couldn't be a pocket quarterback. He, oh, NFL trade news, Paulie. Want to play guess that trade? Okay, is it worth guessing? Ooh, medium? Mm. It's a team we were just discussing. Well, we've discussed quite a few Moments teams. ago. We, we discussed the Bears. The Bears and the Commanders are in agreement on a trade for star pass rusher Montez Sweat. Oh, okay. Bears getting sweaty. They're, he's going to land in Chicago for a second-round draft. Pick. Who would have thought that the Bears would have been buyers? Yeah. Problem solved. Yep. <laughs> Super Bowl plans. Yeah. Tomorrow's in, headline today, problem solved. See you in Vegas. No sweat. Yeah. No problem. Uh, guy in Indiana. Hi, Guy in Indiana. Hey, bud. Hey. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Six foot, 240. Hey. Uh, first, I shot an email to you guys. I hope you guys get a chance to read it. I think all of you guys would find it extremely interesting. But the reason I'm calling is because there is a TV show on Peacock that I guarantee all of you guys would very much like. And if you guys rated it B or worse, I will take each cobbler to the plums. And this show is called Wolf Like Me. Every episode is like half an hour, two seasons. It's really easy to breeze through. I guarantee you guys would love the show. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Guy. Wolf Like Me on Peacock. Always happy to promote Peacock, our streaming partner. I have this day in sports history coming up. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu is joining us. Hi, Ryan. Hello, moi. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Happy Halloween, Dan. Happy Halloween. What do you have for us? I got some Halloween sports names for you. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> the Hall of Famer himself, Dan Patrick O'Treat. Okay. Patrick I got a couple of baseball ones. Okay. I got a couple of baseball ones here. Spooky bets. <laughs> How about Jose Altumbe? Okay. <laughs> Working it out. English soccer player, Scary Kane. Okay. I love Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane. NFL, NFL legend, Demarcus Werewolf. <laughs> Lastly, NBA star, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. I'm going to give you a bloop on that, Ryan. Uh, Fritzy, you got yours? I do. Okay. Any of them modern day names? Mm, that's asking a lot. Yeah, but see, he had modern names. Like you fall back to the 80s again. If you have three new ones, great. If not, then we move on. 
Yeah, a lot of these are old ones. Okay, thank you. Uh, this day in sports history. <laughs> That's it? That's all you had to do to end it? Slice you, Harper? No, no, no. I don't. You're still playing? No, no. You, Slice Harper. Okay, Paulie, this, Harper, day, this day in sports history, Paulie. It's over? Yeah, it's <laughs> The over. reign of terror is no, over. No, it's over. Uh, wow, I don't even know what to say here. 2010, for the first time in Major League history, two presidents attended a baseball game. George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush mm-hmm. in Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Earl Lloyd of the Washington Capitals... 1950, he became the first African-American to play in an NBA game. On this date in uh, 2009, first ever use of replay in a World Series game. A-Rod was involved in it. Um, uh, He had a ball that hit off the TV camera in Citizens Bank Park, would have left the park and awarded Rodriguez a home run. Uh, Venus Williams, age 14, made her professional debut. Uh, Bethany Hamilton... Uh, 13-year-old, her arm was bitten off by a shark while surfing in Hawaii. That was in 2003. What'd you learn uh, today, Ton? Don't forget Kid Rock and Tim Allen when mentioning celebrity Lions fans. It's not just Eminem and Jack Harlow. Seton O'Connor. It's more like sports geekwinox. Yes. <laughs> Marvin. Our prayers have been, an- been answered. Creed's coming back. Yes, finally. Paulie? Our prayers have been answered. Halloween names are over. Bob Yay! Costume. Bob Costume. No, it's terrible. <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Stefan Diggs. World <laughs> Championship, Santa Anita Park, November Bob 3rd and 4th. No, it's terrible. Don't, don't encourage him. Do not encourage him. Have a safe Halloween, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike.